0: Hello peeps, welcome back to the Audacity. So actually I figured out what helps me make, before I jump into him and talk about, I figured out what helps me make the best episodes. If I actually have a Google doc and I structure out what I'm gonna say and I like kind of like just put some bullet points, it makes my episode go a lot smoother, but welcome back. Um, So before, maybe I'll just give y'all the syllabus for today's episode. So I'm just going to do a recap of last week's episode. I have something that amused me this week. Like, I actually did, like, a guttural laugh. Like, it was, like, a chuckle as fuck. Um, why capitalism has me down, always, down bad, always. But no, why it has me down as of recent, which it has me down all the time, but, like, like really has me down. And talking a little bit about my post-grad depression, on top of, like, my actual depression that I actually have so there's that but before for my recap I just wanted to say like thank you to everyone who listened to the Zendaya episode hopefully more people listen to the personal episode I think like um we all have like it's just we all have to learn like how our actions affect one another me too including like you know the shit that I do and just learn and be better so thank you so much for listening I really appreciate it And, like, as I was listening and editing my podcast, like, there were so many things I forgot to say and so many things I wanted to add. Like, it it is such an in-depth topic, and it really pervades into every part of life. Um, And so, like, but anyways, thanks for listening. Super appreciate it. And I hope now that I've given kind of, like, a baseline or, like, my stance on colorism and where that stands, it'll show, like, light into, like, my commentary and, like, you know, I will always leave it in everything I'm talking about, but hopefully like you can kind of see like why it's so important to me that we talk about colorism because it, it's like, it's, it's just as important as we're talking about race and class, like seriously. So, um, hopefully that just shed some views on my commentary on whatever the fuck I'm talking about. So we'll see, my next episode, so someone told me to watch Love Island, and they gave me the seasons to watch, and I'm watching season five. The first episode, I was like, this is colorist as fuck, but I'm going to watch season five and season six to then have a podcast, because I know you're saying, "Oh say, you find an issue with everything, because there is. Like, I was telling my friend, like, people who say you're just playing the race card, everything is rape, like, everything is an ism, everything is an is. Like, this world was created to put people in boxes, so you really have to, like, dis- I hate this word. dismantle the social, like the socialization and the structures that you place yourself in and like just learn. And even if you like, I guess this will kind of lead to capitalism. Even if you can't get out, I mean, being aware and taking active steps as much as you can is, I mean, most of the battle to be honest with you. So yeah, thanks for listening. So something that amused me this week was, so you want to talk about blank the Instagram account. I know some of you bitches follow, but let's let's get into it and I like actually had a guttural laugh because I think her apology sent me and the fact that she got caught made me laugh but okay so there's this account so you want to talk about um blank okay so I don't I this is the only thing I really don't know is somehow she outed herself that she was a white woman like she went it was it was an account based in anonymity just doing like slideshows and before I jump in like I don't like I think Instagram informationals are cute for like a snapshot of information, but I think that there has to be research and you know looking into and reading about the things that you're getting informationals on because like all of these issues cannot be condensed into Instagram slideshow. Like or like one issue cannot be condensed into an Instagram slideshow. Like I think it's it's cute for a starter. Now it's cute for an appetizer now or the main course and get fucking dessert and fucking learn, right? Like I just don't think it's enough, so. People you posting your Instagram informationals like I mean yes but like no like you know I think it's cute for is like telling you oh you need to vote or like oh this law impacts such and such but if you're like explaining something like racism I don't think that's the spot right okay cool and I get and here's my thing I get both sides I think that it helps people it's more digestible not people people may not have time to read but I don't think that reading is the only way that you can research like YouTube videos Wikipedia articles something outside of Instagram informational okay so this account was created February 11th 2020 which that is the day that Whitney Houston died I really do believe that rest in peace to a queen um it's also JLo's birthday yuck I have such a disdain for JLo. like she really bothers me. The only good thing that she did was Selena, and um, that's the only thing I'll give her. Outside of that, I don't know. And why is she back with um, what's his name, Ben Affleck? Like that's fucking weird. Okay, yeah, Winnie Houston did die on February 11. Never forget. Okay, so basically the account, <laughs> the account came from this author named Ejoma Alo Alo. I think that's how I say it. I looked it up. I heard the video. I heard the guy say it. But she's a Nigerian author who wrote this book, So You Want to Talk About Race. And then she wrote this book called Mediocre, which it's about white men who, being mediocre, but yet receiving all the rewards in society. True tea, true tea, true tea. And um, yeah, so the account was kind of like echoed off her name, right? And so when Ejoma and people were thinking like, oh, like she's affiliated with this, so she emailed or she DM'd the owner of the page and was like, uh, like who's behind this page? And like people think we're affiliated, like you know, trying to work through it. And she, this is all on the go to the author's Instagram page, Ejoma. Low, maybe I'll just link it, and you can see like she has a highlight about it. But the girl did not answer the question like, oh, this is this is who I am. This is my identity. And this is what the page is for. And then you're almost like, I knew she was a white woman based off her response. Like, which, very true. I mean, okay. So she like blocked the page, didn't want to hear anything about it. So now, the like I said, the author somehow outed herself and was like, you know, I'm a white woman, which you should have never did. Like, if you know that you're not in your lane, you shouldn't highlight and That's like breaking along and ghost yourself to the cops. Like, you shouldn't have... <laughs> Maybe that's a bit of a overstatement, but, like, you shouldn't have done it, girl. Um, and so the problem with the page is, like, a lot of her work and a lot of the things that she posts about, a lot of her slideshows are work that black women have already done, black, indigenous, and women of color have already done. So it's like you're stealing other people's work, and then once you come out, you want to take credit. And I'm pretty sure because she's verified, she receives monetary reward for that, and she was stealing people's work. And everyone rightfully so, people got mad at her, and they were like, uh... Why? And so her apology on Instagram was, I am listening. Which, that's like the number one I done fucked up as a white person apology intro. I am listening. Please know that my silence here does not mean inaction. Let me do a dramatic reading. There are intentional conversations taking place offline. I'm focusing on a concrete way to respond with the integrity and care that is required here. Jess. (laughs) So, um, and she limited the comments so you can't respond, which is kind of irritating. So I'm like, if you really cared and you you would let people have a, an important dialogue underneath, but she said she she limited them because people were saying like, oh girl, it's not your fault. Like you didn't do anything wrong, like that type of energy. Um, but like even the comments were like kind of irritating. So like I follow this page because it's so informative, but the information comes from queer black, indigenous, and women of color, so like she's not creating anything, this doesn't come from her, and people are defending her as if like she's a victim, like you guys are just bullying her, blah, 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 I'm like, she's amassed two million followers, has gotten a verified account, probably makes compensation that nobody else is getting for work that she didn't do, and this reminds me of someone who I literally cannot stand like for the life of me, Robin D'Angelo, And here's my personal gripes with her and my at-large gripes with her, and this should really be everybody's fucking gripe. First of all, SCU, Santa Clara University, hired her to come speak to the school during Black History Month. Why are we paying to have a white woman come and speak to us about whiteness when we could be hiring someone black to come speak to us about blackness, right? But the person who is leading it is fucking problematic and he's anti-black, so expect nothing more from him. Expect nothing more from Santa Clara, really. Um, But also, like, it's irritating when white people profit in a mass of following by regurgitating work on anti-racism that's already been researched, experienced by black people, indigenous people, and people of color, communicated in multiple mediums. We've even said it to their face. And yet it takes white women like this to really get the message across. Even if it's getting across. Like, I feel like it's more palatable. It's more pleasant coming from someone who looks like you than opposed to the person who you're actually oppressing, right? Okay. And, like, I took a whiteness studies class in college. And, like, it really shows that, like, black people... And I would argue indigenous people as well. No, white people better than they know themselves. We could tell you, black people could tell you the history of whiteness. Black people could tell you the ways in which white people need to right their wrongs, but that would come to conclusion that you did something that was really fucked up or you benefit from something that's really fucked up. So they'd rather they'd rather hear the babied version from Robin D'Angelo. Like my issue with Robin D'Angelo is all about acknowledge, acknowledge, acknowledge. Not Fix it, fix it, fix it. Like, figure out how to fix it. Like, you can't acknowledge shit, and then let's just move on about life. And I think that's really how it is. Well, we can acknowledge slavery happened, but it's in the past. No, 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 no. And I I don't know. Like, it. Ha- I heard her speak, and I was like, girl, you're saying nothing new. And maybe she's, and I think she's saying stuff new to white people, but I'm like, girl, you're saying nothing new. And I, and I can't believe I went. I shouldn't have gone, but you live and you learn. And I think like white people will make transgressions such as this. And even people of color, like speaking in regard to anti-blackness, and then be sorry after they fucked up. Like you're sorry after you say the N word because you got caught. But she was probably doing this shit, saying this shit, and you didn't matter because you didn't get caught. Like you're only sorry because you got caught. And I think that's a Rihanna, that's a Rihanna lyric. Rihanna said it, you're only, what is it? It's from the Take a Bow lyrics. You oh when I baby when I know you're only sorry you got caught ah, Cause you put on quite a show Ooh whoa, really had me going now it's time to go Ooh whoa, curtains finally close sing it with me everybody that was quite a show very entertaining but like literally, so you so you want to talk about take a fucking bow. Bitch, you're canceled. Like, but then you have people in the comments really defending her like she's a victim, like she didn't do anything wrong, and that we are too sensitive. The people who are I'm not necessarily enraged. I laughed. I thought this was funny because you're only sorry because you got caught. But it's like people are enraged that this is actually harmful and hurtful. And then like you're sensitive. And I'm like, you can't really call somebody sensitive, because you can't tell somebody how to feel, especially when it comes to race, and you're not effective, like, that's none of your business, that's none of your business, you should have just shut the fuck up, but, I think, I think part of the problem is, and too many bitches got opinions, damn, and I mean, I'm bitches too, but damn, like, do we gotta argue about race 24 seven You got people in the t- comments talking about when we don't call each other and we're just separating, bitch. We're already separated. Ain't no kumbaya gonna fix this mess. We can't all, we can't just um, sing the best friends forever song from SpongeBob and think we're all Gucci. Like that's not how this fucking works. We're in it too deep. You done lynch You lynch people. Not you done lynch people. You like we're black people are still being lynched. People of color and black people and just people are still being murdered, killed, genocided. So there's you can't go back. Like we can't turn the clock back so so we're already separated let that go anyways so she changed the name of the oh, end of the story she changed the name to so informed and now it's, her bio says intersectional feminist progressive white uh you do that what you will you do it. I I'm curious so uh, what intersectional feminist means Cur- I'm curious uh, for someone who's like Okay, anyways, do that what you will. Okay, so let's talk about why I've been down as of late. <laughs> First of all, I don't know why the fuck I moved to Texas. Like, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I've never lived in a red state before though, so this is kind of a lot. And they're really po- they're really planning to have Austin City Limits, which is the concert. And Megan Doja are there. And I wanna go so bad. I wanna go so bad, but I don't want to get COVID so bad, so I'm missing my black ass at home, um, especially after Delta Palooza. Okay, so why did my friend go to Lollapalooza, and he was really surprised when he caught COVID? Like he was actually genuinely surprised. And I FaceTimed him, and I like heard him cough, and I was like, "Bitch, you got COVID." And I kind of wanted to laugh in his face, but that's mean. But also, I'm like, you went to a place, and I'm like, did they, did anybody have masks on? Nick? No. He's like, and "We went to the mosh pit. We were front row." That's Corona, Corona virus, bitch. So he was actually like really surprised that he caught Corona um, and he shouldn't have been. And hearing him, like he said, he can't smell shit. Like, I don't want to be like that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And it's, we only have two ICU beds left in Central Texas. Like it is crazy here. But like, it's the wild, like when they say it's the wild, wild west, they mean it. Like bitches are not wearing masks at all and they have not been for the entire six months that I've been in this state. Um, they're not really taking the panty seriously. Um, and I don't think many people are getting vaccinated. So, and it's sad too, because like, people got kids, they try to send their kids. And they're sin- Greg Abbott has said, he's banning ma- schools make- having mask requirements. And um, they have to go back to school, like I think soon, like in the next couple of weeks. That's scary as fuck. And they're unvaccinated. Um that's Texas for you, I can't believe I moved here, and I I have to go, the only thing that's nice is no income tax, but I mean, I I, I can't live in a red state, I'm sorry, I mean, living in a blue state is really not much better, but it's bad, bad here, and Ted Cruz ain't shit, and Greg Abbott ain't shit, and all politicians ain't shit, but they're especially not shit, like, they're on the lower bar of not shit, but that's firstly, like, that's sad. We're real, Austin's really experiencing the fourth wave heavy. But then also like I guess I've been really feeling down because it it's it just feels like I don't know how to word this. Like capitalism is just like I mean it's awful and it has been wreaking havoc and it will wreak havoc. My best friend sent me this meme. She sent me a where is like Life is unbearable under capitalism, and it kind of is, like, it's causing climate change, it, it, I mean, it's not the only thing that makes racism racism, but, I mean, it does fuel racism, um, everything costs, like, nothing is just for fun, like, when I leave the house, I have to spend money to, like, do stuff, like, you know, and I've been, like, reading the book Eviction, and, like, how people, like, like, the idea of like creating like storage spaces and how that is like the best because you're literally charging to store your shit. Like that's really fucked up. Like everything costs, like spaces at a minute. Like to breathe, it costs, you know? And environmental racism and like like on, um, it's also on Instagram information. <laughs> Not me talking shit, but like people who live next to San Jose Airport experience higher lead levels similar to Flint, Michigan, which I'm like, oh, hmm okay like you know everything costs everything has a premium and I don't know how I feel about that you know and I think another thing that's like really hitting me right now is like I don't have a hobby like to be honest I've never felt like particularly like stunning at one thing or like you know good at like one thing I'm like okay a bunch of things but I don't have anything that's like wow Leah this is your passion like this is what you could really be good at you know and I feel like from my view I'm like that like that is kind of something that is like a treasure within capitalism is having something that brings you so much joy you know void of a monetary value and I don't have that and I'm like you know I just like my major, ethnic studies, is what I love so much, but that's fucking depressing to sit around and read books about depressing ass shit all day. Like, on top of that, I'm 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 on antidepressants. I'm like, I fucking can't do this. So I watch fucking reality TV shows to bring me joy and boost my life. <laughs> but you know, I want to find something. I'm like enrolling in swim lessons. I never learned how to swim. Um, water scares me. Like, not like shower water or like <laughs> washing my face, but like. A body of water scares me, um, and I'm like doing pottery lessons. I'm I'm trying to find I'm trying to find my niche. And I think that's I don't know kind of why I've always felt so lost in the sauces. I don't have a niche. I don't have anything. I particularly feel like, wow, I'm so good at this. I don't know, and it's like causing me to feel like I wrote this. I'm trying to create solace and terror in minefields, and I don't know what to do. And like honestly, everything is an industrial complex like everything I li- randomly looked up the romance industrial complex thinking it wasn't a thing because I, c- I kind of do an episode on like r- rom-coms give you unrealistic expectations of what dating is like w- Love Island is such a better uh, representation for what dating is like as a black woman particularly darker skin um, if you're looking for a, a live case study but I looked it up and it's actually a thing like why do we have so many industrial comp? Why does everything, you know, monetary value? And I'm watching these documentaries. Well, I, I love drug documentaries. I don't fucking know why. I just think that's really fascinating. Um, and like a lot of it, like people are doing drugs to escape. Or like I smoke to esca- I smoke to escape. And not like I feel like when I'm really stressed out, I'll just smoke. And I'm like I'm here, but I'm not here. Like I'm in I'm here, but I'm far removed and that's kind of what antidepressants do too like they kind of take you it it numbs you like I feel like all this shit is to numb you to how bad the effects and violence of capitalism really is and like aren't we all just reacting to external factors like like things that have been constructed and we're born this construction and what how can we really dismantle it like I'd be feeling so fucking helpless because I'm like if I could save the world it, it and I feel like if I could help change things, like, I, I would, totally would, but it has to be a collective, and I, 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 want, I recycle, but I can't, I can't reverse climate change. Bitch, the temperature's still gonna rise. Like, okay, like, I, sh- I may have shopped at Amazon after Jeff Bezos went to the moon, but what am I supposed to do? Like, you know, I, you know what I mean? Like, you try to be the change you wish to see in the world with Gandhi's anti-black ass. But like, it's ho- it's hard and you just end up hopeless because Bitcoin we're in a fourth wave and the ocean is caught on fire, which I didn't even know could happen. And there's wildfires and the weather is changing and rent is due and the prices are rising. Uh, I don't know. I like, as you can hear like that, I really don't know. And it's just getting to me like I'm at a loss for words. So that's like really where my mind's been going. And I mean, I just hate to see people like we're like going through it and like vaccines, like bitches in the Bible Belt. That's why I'm gonna start calling it just the Bible. Fucking it, it's the Bible Belt. Everyone. Low vaccination ass rates and like send those vaccines to other countries so we can get this. We got the fucking Lambda, we got the gamma, we got the Delta. I wonder, is there even a gamma virus? My dad said that they they are releasing this. Like, it's human-made. I really think he's a COVID. Bitch, we got gamma? I was just kidding. But no, we really have gamma, bitch. Gamma, delta, lambda. Is that a sorority? Somebody tell me. (laughs) That's not funny at all. It's like, damn, like, I'm stressed. You know, like, that really gets me down. And so, on top of that, like... Let's transition to this post-grad depression. I, okay, this is like post-grad depression mixed with actual depression. So not that I went off my antidepressants, but I was just like really flippant about taking them on a regular basis, like, I would take it so often, so, and so then I have a doctor's appointment yesterday with my doctor, a virtual visit, and she goes, bitch, they're out of your system, like, they don't work, and I'm, like, no wonder I've been feeling, like, really crummy the last, like, fuck. I've been feeling so bad the last couple months, like, last two, one and a half months, especially two since my grandpa died, I was, like, this is a mess, like, I'm, I'm going through it, so, I went off my meds, so that's probably not, like, that has not helped my mood, but I feel like, you spend so much of your life in school. Like I spent so much of my life in school working so hard towards a goal. What goal that is and I get a job and I'm like what fucking did I work so hard for? Like nothing that I learned in college helps me with my actual job. Like, and I think the part is, I guess, I guess like what it is is, which I think I would have learned if I hadn't gone to college is like, it's I've learned so much more through my real life experiences and like interacting with people than I have in the classroom. Like basically just told you to read a fucking book, study this and write write it on a piece of paper and get a grade. Like that's kind of fucked up, right? And I don't know, like I go through these stages where I'm like searching for my purpose. Like what am I supposed to do? 'Cause I, I don't think I don't think in the long term it's program management. Like, I don't know. I ever since I was a little kid I just thought that I would do something grand, I would do something great. I would help somebody. That's all I wanna do. I keep thinking to myself, and I used to think to myself, like, I I wanna help as many people as I can. But honestly, if I help one person, i I've done my fucking job. Like, I just wanna I I wanna help somebody. Whatever that is I can help with, I don't fucking know. Like I want to be there for somebody. I, I, And I honestly think like probably fucking the pandemic is, I think that human connection, like I think people need certain things to feed them and like how they need to feel comfortable in the world and in society. I think human connection is how I feel. I literally learned something new from someone every time I talk to them, like learn something I literally didn't know, a different perspective, a different idea, something I like literally didn't know before. I learned that when I, I engage with someone to not be able to do that. It's, like, hard because I'm, like, that's how I feel like I've done my duty is how I'm able to connect with people, you know, and and I'm not able to do that, and I don't know how I can do that, and I I don't know. I don't know how to be the change I wish to see. (laughs) So there's that. Um, I don't know. I wrote down that, like, I wish I was one of those people who knew exactly what I wanted to do, but I have to stop doing that. Like, I wish I was this. I wish I was that. Like, it is what it is. I am what I am, but... I don't know like I'm just needing something to come and smack me up in the face and say bitch this is what you're supposed to do and I guess you find it as you live life but fuck the 20s suck like I'm so I'm like and not that like here's my thing though it's not that I even learned anything from Santa Clara like all Santa Clara taught me or prepared me for was like the vast amount of white people who I have to interact with who will constantly say and do shit that's like kind of racist some type of ist and I have to fucking deal with it and they taught me that <laughs> this is kind of far I wrote this but I'm gonna say it. how black men will dog the fuck out of black women period like that's really all that I really learned um but it hasn't like I feel like college should really teach you like actual things like how to budget like certain like certain like actual thing how to do your taxes like bitch I have to hire uh, someone to do my taxes like I don't know any, like I learned nothing of value, like nothing of real life skills. It was just like four years of delaying the fucking real world, which whatever. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm just entering into a space where my prime answer is I don't fucking know. And i I that's okay. My therapist said, like, that's okay. And I should probably go back to therapy. I think that also help, but my therapist said that was okay. I just I thought that when I graduated I would have things figured out and bitch I'm just as lost as I was in college. But I guess that that's literally life. What John Lennon said, life lasts when you're making plans. Wait. Is it Bitch, I'm not me fucking up. But I don't I don't listen to the Beatles, so I don't fucking know. Let's see if I can find the quote. Life is what happens while you're busy making other <laughs> bitch I <I'm... laughs> i was really off life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans so i guess ain't that the truth but you know what i've started doing i got this book of possibilities inspired by the miss Clean Latifah in last holiday everybody go watch that movie it's like one of my favorite movies like i could literally watch it on repeat um and she has this book of possibilities of things that she's always wanted to do but she never did but then she found out she had cancer or like some brain tumor but she really didn't. The machine was broke but she thought she did. So she like lived out her book of possibilities. And then she was able to like fall in love with a guy that who she was super in love with and you know so like and that, I think that's part of my problem is I just have to live and let things happen and t- like live in the day and stop fucking stressing out. But that's hard when you're anxious and depressed and off your meds like th- things don't work right but re- rest assured I got my meds this morning and I'm going to be back on the up and up hopefully in two months. And the one thing I heard about antidepressants is like, it literally took me two months to like onboard, <laughs> board onto my meds and like start to see improvements. I'm like mad at myself because I fucked up my schedule and now I have to start all over. But this is what happens when you're not consistent. And it's just a lesson to learn. Isn't everything a fucking lesson? But I mean, thanks for coming to my fucking TED talk. I mean, thank you for listening to what I have to say. I, it, like, honestly brings me so much joy when I see, like, my followers, like, one more follower on um, Spotify, like, I don't know, like, like I said, I've never felt good at anything, but this space feels like I can really just be myself and show up how I show up, like, hot mess and all, and I'm not judged for that, and that is, like, amazing, because I think a lot of people think I have it together, and bitch... I'm depressed. Like, I'm so lost in the sauce. I don't even know what the fuck is going on. Like, I, I be feeling like my life is in shambles, you know? And, and, like, I also feel like, before I really go, I feel like capitalism, it just throws all these things in our faces of things that we should have and that we should desire to and that we should aspire to have. And then you get them and you're like, but what, how did this fulfill me? Like, how did this fill my cup some more? And it didn't fill my cup. It It just, like... It makes you feel bad that you don't have certain things. So you have to go out and get those things. And I think that that's also bothers me. And I think like that's the same thing when it comes to like how you view your body, how you view yourself. And that's a, it, racism, like all the other stuff. I don't know. Like it's just, I'm exhausted. And maybe I'm exhausted after being a, a fucking panty. I don't know. But bitch, today's word is I don't fucking know because I don't um but like I said thank you so much for listening I'm not kidding like this is my safe space and it like delights me like when people like if you like DM me say you listen like oh my god like bitch I'm 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 crying the way I was crying when in pursuit of happiness when they had to sleep in that bathroom on toilet paper like I'm in tears I'm like you know what I mean like so it actually brings me so much joy um that I have people who like one thing I've I think it feels so good is to know that there are people who are in your same boat who are with you, like who get what you're going through. Cause then you feel like, so I'm not alone. I'm not crazy. Oh, That's an ableist term. You know, I'm not the only one seeing this. I'm not the only one in the fucking, I'm not the only one in the matrix. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you have an amazing week. God embody whatever you set your mind on. You are that bitch. You are healthy. You are wealthy. You are rich. You are that bitch. Okay? You're going to go get that back and you're not going to talk your shit. You are protected, well-respected. You're queen, king, whatever, um, in a dream. Okay? Period. And you should know that. I'll see you in the next episode.